There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las culturistas. Ding, Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. <laughs> Same room vibes. Same room vibes. Although, what's different this time? There's something, there's a different flavor. Well, we're in a damn apartment with no AC. Huh. Yeah. You, uh, this don't... actually is similar to last time, though. Because we recorded in the Fire Island house that didn't have AC at that time. This house, my apartment that I'm in, that house in Fire Island, neither of those places are in the running for most iconic building or structure. Because no. the things inside don't fucking work. Well, they are in the running for biggest flop. Biggest flop, biggest jester. Jester flop. Can we, we can. say right is. here, huh? I said whatever it is, we can. Well, let's make the distinction between jester and a flop because people are kind of, there's category fraud happening where people are, you know, campaigning. By the way, we should say that the campaigning that's going on from the publicists mm-hmm. now is yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, and there's politics at play and we love that. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of people really pushing for Rihanna to be best billionaire ever since she achieved billionaire status, according to Forbes. And snaps for her. I just think, like, we don't, we're not going to go with the obvious, there's going to be some upsets in this race. Like, we as the people who are giving out these awards, we may give it to Rihanna, we may not, because it feels like maybe that's too obvious. Well, can I say, it feels like what everyone's doing is they're saying, I mean, obviously now we have the best billionaire. And that actually is something you never say. You don't never, never tell say, us. No. It's actually a rule of culture. 
Don't number, ever, don't ever tell us that. Don't ever tell us that. Obviously. Obviously. It's Willow Culture number 16. Don't, don't ever say, say obviously. obviously. Don't ever tell us that. That is so rude because, first of all, you don't make the. De- you know what? Here's the deal. This is not what a publicist does. No. A publicist comes in and has a reason for why that they feel their client should earn the status. And if you come in here and say, obviously, it's like, I'm sorry, why is it obvious? Why, why exactly is, it is it obvious? Because Rihanna has had many hits because she's iconic. Sure. Doesn't mean she's the best billionaire. Make a case. Make a case. She's barely even done anything with her billionaire status yet. No, no one up for any of these categories is implicitly like the obvious winner. There are no front runners. I don't. I can't think of a single front runner in any category. Can you? No, I can't think of a single front runner for any category. Although I do think that there was an incredible. I saw someone say Aquamarine was the most colorful color. Aquamarine's getting a lot I, of buzz. Aquamarine is getting a lot of buzz. I don't know. I can't say that it's the front runner, but I definitely like. See, this is the thing. It's like a lot of the publicists have been doing a really good job. Because that's receipts. what we're saying. Yes. The publicists. Do you think? Because I I made it official on the Twitter. I said yes. From yeah. now on, readers are the readers are the publicists. Well, yes. During this era, during, what we're calling the Las Culturistas Culture Awards era, era. You're not readers anymore. Is you're it? Publicists. An, is it? How? How? Is it tied to the era, or do we think that they're just the publicists until the campaign is over, until award season is over? I think in this era of the award, the Lost Culture Awards season... Era is not the season. Okay. Then you're so right. And during the season... Yes. They're publicists. But then we go, they go back to they being readers. They go back the to being readers. And they'll always be readers. Absolutely. Only during award season will they be publicists. And the award season of Lost Culture is, of course, the last part of July... August, and then to be determined, because be we determined. still don't know when the awards will be. Isn't that right, Bo? That's absolutely right. We don't know. We don't know, and I think that's the beauty of Lost Culturistas Culture Awards, is that these are unprecedented in so many ways. I think it's just going to be a Wednesday drop. I think no one's going to expect it. It's just going to be a Wednesday drop. But I think there will be a sustained campaign from the publicists until the award shows, until the, until the awards are announced. Mm-hmm. And so there's no such thing as least expecting it because I think the publicists are working so hard that they will always be expecting it. We are just yeah. blue balling them until that Wednesday drop. And we don't know when that is yet. But I think for as long as the, the awards don't get announced, there will be publicity. There will be campaigning. At least there should be. I, I think they need to keep up this fervor and at all times because you don't know when the awards will be. So what I'm saying is on Twitter, you should be, if you really are feeling passionate about a category, you should be tweeting that every day. Yes. I want to look at your feeds and see only for your consideration, hashtag LCCAs. Yes. And like, I don't want to see other things. Like, I want to see you really campaigning because the, the the Wednesday drop could happen anytime. It could be next week. It could be next week. It won't be next it week. It won't be next week. And it won't be today because today and this week we are announcing, can we spoil it? We're announcing the rest of the categories. We are announcing, this is huge, the rest of the categories. And there's some incredible ones. I think there are some of the most exciting ones. These are some of the best categories of all time. I don't disagree. I would never disagree with such a statement no. of my own. I. How often do you disagree with yourself? Hmm. Probably about 40% of the things I say, I either hear later or right afterwards. I'm like, well, I disagree with that. That's healthy. But I would never admit that right away. You know Very what I mean? healthy, though. Sometimes it's just good just to fill the air by saying something. Yes, yes. My life. But actually, 
I would I would I would try to even lower that number because there's something that's not even that valuable about, you know, turning your own critique within inward. I don't think you should really I think you really should stand by everything as more things that you say than you are now. Well, there's a difference between owning it and standing by it and disagreeing with yourself. Like and that's just that's Can just I... anyone that's sort of like taken a persuasive essay like yes. course or like a, you know like a done has done like an argument class or like what would you call that speech and debate yes. knows that you often have to just be able to argue points that you do not believe in. That's also sort of politics too. Oh my god. You get dark in here. That's also sort of politics. No, we Let's get dark. Well, actually, I want to point out something. I'm on this ContraPoints kick, as people know. Mm. Um, she said something in this most recent quarterly release. She she drops these like hour. Say and who a half. she is for the girls that she's for the Na- readers that she's, don't know. She's Natalie Wynn. She's this like philosophy. She was in academia. No, she was like she was she was like getting like her masters. Anyway, but now she like she's on YouTube. Um, I, I'm sure some people are already are already like just diehard fans. Um, there's a very active community around uh, what she does. And like, there's just fun, like aesthetics to all of her videos anyway. Um, but she said something, I mean, I won't contextualize what it, what it is, but she says, you notice a feeling, but you don't have to endorse it, which mm-hmm. is totally unrelated to like what she actually talks about in her most recent video, which is about envy. Oh my God. You have to watch it. Gina. I'm sure I would love it. Gina, I love you what you to told Gina. Well, what did I call you before? Oh, Portia. Portia. Today your name was Portia. I don't know why my instinct was to call you Portia today. It was well, and also we're gonna get into some name shit later. It's one of the categories has mean? to do with names. Oh, okay. So let's just say you know to be continued with that. Mm-hmm, Putting mm-hmm. a pin in that though for now, as you often do when you want to return to something later. Um, yes, I was really thrilled with what you told me before about what was it, the Dionysus and the Apollo. Could you yes. explain that and okay. how it how it sort of lends to the Black Swan narrative, as I call it? She brings up so the whole the whole thing is about envy and about how envy is like weaponized into like morality in in a lot of ways in mm. politics and in the world. And so, like, she talks about like. Um, Fire. She begins with Fire Festival being like that was like the fun. That was one of the best days on Twitter because mm-hmm. it was shot in Florida on this huge scale. Like, look at all these like influencers and rich people Failing. suffering. Yeah, and suffering. Yeah. Um, and like at the root of that is like, or 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 you know, like at the root of that is envy mm-hmm. in, in a way, right? It's like a, some people were like in some ways envious of the people who got to go. Maybe not completely, but like that's like. That's the root. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she talks about how envy is this like timeless universal. It's like, it's this human thing. And then she brings up Black Swan mm-hmm. because that's that, that story is about envy in a way. Yes. Like her mother envies her. Um, Winona Ryder env- envies her. In some ways, Mila Kunis envies her. Like the 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 woman, uh, the, the dancer, the, the, she was like uh, the actress who calls her like a, a bitch or something. Hmm. At one point, like after like the cast list, a- after she gets like, yeah, cast as like the black and the white swan. Like yes. there's, there's that random girl who goes up to her and is like, "You fucking bitch," uh-huh. or the horror on the you know, like it's it's yeah. a movie about envy, right? And she also like she is a character that envies so much about Mila Kunis's effortlessness, exactly, and she, exactly. Yeah, and she she wants and wants and wants so much. Yeah. And so, um, then and Natalie starts to talk about Natalie Wynn, not Port, not Portman. Natalie Wynn starts to talk about um, this like this other model of envy, which is like in Spongebob between Squidward and Spongebob where Squidward envies Spongebob in a way because, you know, they both 
work at the same place, and yet Squidward envies SpongeBob's like childlike nature in a way. Uh-huh. And she said she points out something really interesting, which is that like growing like people my age when they watch SpongeBob as kids or growing up, they identified with SpongeBob, and now what happens is when they watch SpongeBob as adults, they identify with Squidward. Right. And so it's this thing of like, you know, as you age, like having your ambitions tempered or like being like disappointed or beaten down by life. Anyway, she then breaks it down along the lines of like artistic impulses as defined by Nietzsche. I'm so sorry. This is so annoying. No, but I want to hear about it. There's Apollonian impulse and there's Dionysian impulse. So Mm -hmm. either you're an Apollo or you're a Dionysus. Yes. And a lot of times it's the Apollos who envy the Dionysuses, the diet, whatever. Um, And, it's that like Apollo. If, if you're an Apollonian artist, you like are are driven by like order and morals yes. and like structure and like wanting to like be perfect in a way and wanting to achieve an ideal. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a Dionysian, you are like someone who just is carefree, driven by instincts. Driven by instincts. I feel like that's you and me, babe. Well, that's real, really, absolutely what you can really boil it down. When you say that someone is the Mila, you are saying that they are sort they, of they are like giving spun- into their Dionysian instincts yes. in a way that is um, leading them forward. And then, yes, clearly the Apollonian order uh, that has more to do with Natalie energy. The academic fish. The white and the black. Yes. You understand. Well, then, and then she, and then she talks about how Black Swan is ultimately about, like, if that character's journey is about her, like, embracing both like finding both like the Dionysian and the Apollonian as she plays the black and the white swan in mm-hmm. the same in the same show and then like once she achieves that she dies you know right like, that's I don't know I, I just, well I just, it's I just almost saying that in terms of like it's almost like an argument about nature it's like you really can't um pretend to be someone that you're not without a cost a cost i guess is that would that be fair to say sure like you have to like it's 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 not it's not um it's not realistic or sustainable or something to like have it like have it be like for you to inhabit like all of those things in one in Mm. one form or how did you find this person um our friend of the pod cody silver introduced me to her ah yeah we love cody so much yes cody Check him, check him out on OnlyFans if you haven't already. Yes. Um, Some of our greatest minds are on OnlyFans. Between Cody and Ty Mitchell, those, those are like two of the smartest gay men on the East Coast, I think. And you're breaking it down by coast. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what this landscape is like on the West Coast. You're right. In the South, on, along the Gulf, in the Bunch Midwest. Bunch of dummies, I think. I don't know. No, Bunch don't dummies, say that. Say. You're being very flyover statey right <laughs> towards me. Um, but anyway... Uh, you should watch. You should watch them, babe. I would like to watch them. I, I honestly like. I, I spend a lot of time on YouTube, but I would love my landing page to be filled with things other than what it is. That's what I'm trying. I'm actively trying to make my algorithm like not think I'm a dumbass because it's yeah. all just like video game reviews and like Taylor Swift compilation video. It's like it's not that those are bad things. Yeah, I'm just like I want to see something different. It's getting to the point where it's like. You know, I actually like sometimes I'll go, maybe some readers will identify with this, but I will sometimes go to my landing page and then I'll think to myself, like, do I have more than three interests? Yes. And then I'm like, wait, this can't be true. I have to be interested in more things than these three things. Oh, my God. This this literally happened to me like recently where I was like, I forgot that I was interested in this thing, which mm-hmm. was for me like video. I'm, I'm This is so stupid. But, like video. I was like. I forgot that I love like 
this stuff. Right. And it's because like the algorithm is reflecting something back at you where you're like, I guess this is who I am. And then you begin to like self-identify that like that way. And then you're like, oh, but wait, it's like reduced me down to like three things, which is like drag. Like my discover page on Instagram is a whole different fucking thing Mm -hmm. where it's drag race and Pokemon. And I'm like, this is that just feels wild to me because I feel like you don't talk about either of those things too, too much. Not, not, but it's like I'm feeding the algorithm by like tapping on these things. So it'll be like some stupid like pokemon meme and i'm like oh i guess that's funny mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then i'll just like hit back but then i'm what i'm sort of returning to the algorithm is i like this give me more yeah i wonder if i'm to go to my youtube landing page literally yeah. right now Tell, what oh, let's okay, go let's go let's, let's do, do this okay so i just typed in youtube.com okay, okay. so here this is kind of crazy it's one thing from the view, Kirsten Cinema defends her support of oh, no. the filibuster. Kirsten Cinema, Kirsten Cinema is, is in the running for a lot of the gestures she's, and flop awards. She's truly flopping. Um, then there's an ABC News Dems holding Governor Cuomo accountable reestablishes. Okay, wait. So you've got like culture of accountability. Stuff. I have some new stuff. That's good. And then I have this. Um, there's this gay named Adam who runs this YouTube page called Up and Adam and he does like housewives like Love news it. and Love it's it. housewives of beverly hills producers are preparing to turn over unaired footage of erica girardi to <gasps> help the cases oh my god then i have an access hollywood thing which is justin timberlake mourning the death of his longtime backup singer nicole hurst which actually is a devastating story it's that. this woman who was i guess one of the tennessee kids and she passed she has she had cancer and um it's very sad a lot of people in music are mourning her then i have uh something from this is so embarrassing and this is how i'm going to be vulnerable on this pod please please i have Disney's Magical Express replacement pricing. So this what? is the buses. I I follow. I don't and follow the, this, but it's called Mickey Views, and it's like a theme park or Disney like update whenever there's like construction or whatever. And this is updating people that are freaks that go to this site about the Magical Express, which is the busing program mm-hmm. replacement pricing. So, I thought the magical. I thought I thought that bus service was free. Girl, I don't know. Well, Disney is going. Let's get into this a little bit. Okay. Disney is a buck wild because they, you know how they got rid of their annual pass? So in Disneyland, so they replaced it with this thing called the magic key and the prices are insane. It's like truly so much more expensive than it ever was. And it's like, who can afford this stuff? Mm. Did you hear about, um, there's like a Star Wars hotel that you can stay in. I think I told you about this. In, it's called in Anaheim or in, in, in Disney World. So it's like, it's called the Galactic Cruiser. Okay. And basically you go and it's a two day experience and it's truly like for two adults, it's like $2,400. It's like really okay. expensive. Okay. Or maybe even more than that. Maybe it's like 48. It's like a really, really expensive. So it's a two day experience. And basically what it is, is you go and you go into space and are basically staying on a on a galactic cruiser. So you go to space. the damn park. Yes. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> what they suggest the schedule, which is that you take a like a, a like a bus that's actually like a, like a space transport into Galaxy's Edge itself, and then they they have you on a schedule. Like this is when you do Rise of the Resistance. This is when you do the Millennium Falcon so you don't have to ride. Book it yourself. You do not have to book it yourself. It's like one of the perks. Okay. But basically, like while you're in staying in the hotel over these two days you interact with the staff who are obviously all in character right. and you're supposed to like live a Star Wars adventure. So for people that really want that next like almost like Westworldian step in immersion, that's what they're doing now. And so 
on my YouTube landing page, I get constant updates yeah, about like what this is. Great. And basically my pull is when they, I, I, I knew it was going to be so crazy expensive. So when they announced the pricing, I was like, who the fuck can afford this? This is going to be wealthy people only. Yeah. And also, can we just talk about like, what is the value in immersion anyway? Like I, 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 I'm fine with like a Ren fair thing, but I feel like, what do you like? Who cares if you like talk to like, like staff who are in character? That's like my I I like that to like I like a very thin application of that at, at somewhere like Disney World. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't want to. I don't. I'm not going to pay more money to like believe that I'm in a movie. You know what? I counterpoint. I would say that is actually the part that makes it really memorable for a lot of people and I think it makes it memorable for a lot of children but I guess what I'm what I'm rubbing up against with this now is it's so expensive that it's only going to be giving that to like a select handful of like very yeah, wealthy yeah, children yeah. and I also think like it's the weird the price it's like weirdly like seems like it's for adults um but the immersion of it all it's like as long as it feels like you can still go off and do whatever the fuck you want. Like I'm cool with them giving it a shot. Like if people want to pay for it and want that experience, like go for it. But it does, it would feel a little weird to me to be on a two day schedule. That's like in order to get your money's worth, you have to follow this exact thing because that to me would make me feel a little insane. And you are on vacation, which is supposed to be relaxing. Exactly. But then again, people who are very goal oriented and like, um, you know, checkpoint oriented, like maybe would like a vacation just, like that. I'm saying the the value prop for me is that you get to go, you get to go on Rise of the Resistance and not have to like get up at, in, literally in, at the ass crack. So that. yeah, so that's like a big part of it, I guess. Like part you get to go on Rise of the Resistance um, and not have to wake up at like seven in the morning and make a reservation online and like do the whole but, thing, which is also restrictive to people who of don't have mobile phones, etc. But also, I. I don't know that I would I just the way you describe it to me. I'm like I don't really think I would want to. And this is well, a we, like, we we won't go then. Oh great! Or we'll go stay at the Swan Hotel, Mama. Thank you. We're, 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 you don't have to follow any Swan story, okay? I, well, I'm just saying, like, even if you okay, like, let's say you were to like pitch me like that experience for like Zelda, like something that right. I really love. I'm like, I'm not gonna pay. I don't care. But that's, that's I guess where we forget people kids. with Star Wars are. I know, I know, I know, I know, but like... There's also not a very high capacity at this hotel. So what's going to happen is it's going to fill up years in advance. See, this is... And then yeah. it's like, why do we do it? It's 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 like classic, like, marketing stuff. I don't I don't even know what I'm talking about, but it's like, it's the reason why, like, PS5s are still hard to get. It's right. like, there's no actual real reason for them, for them to, like, not manufacture more. It's just, it's it, it, it fits into, like, a specific sales schedule for them but um i was gonna say at the end of the day though not to be like reductive and i and we love the parks <laughs> but mm-hmm. you're you're still like in like a fenced swamp like that's all that that's all the disney property is in orlando and i'm like you're, you might as well just like pay for like a nice luxury hotel experience that's great but to like theme it so aggressively i'm like that feels scary to me i think it's just not for you yeah and I think, no 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 that's yeah. I, and i think that for the people it's for that's great it's just it's so expensive like that i'm like this is not available to everyone and if i was someone who was in like a low-income family or even a middle-income family mm-hmm. and i wanted to do this and i saw what it was priced at it would just demoralize me no it's yeah. crazy and like that's and i i really 
you know, and I almost like hesitate to say this because they own everything, but it's like, you know, Disney is so about the bottom line that it's just, it, it feels a little like... Everyone's about the bottom line. Well, now. everyone's about the bottom line, especially as we move forward and, and like you, you, it becomes more and more clear, but like... But then anyway, anyway, regardless, um, there is a Live Tyler Architectural Digest home tour, which I'm really excited classic. to watch. Classic. That's classic. I'm really excited to watch that. Um, and there is actually, shout out to Trixie Mattel, I have the Pit Stop um, All-Star 6 Episode 8 to watch with Raja. This is not that damning. This is like, you have a pretty good... No, yeah, then there's a Kelly Clarkson It's Quiet Uptown from Hamilton cover. If I refresh, it says what? Um... Uh, oh, bang, bang, my baby shot me down live from li- live Gaga performance. We have to talk about that. Yeah. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, The possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. 
before we get into all that, please tell me what's on your YouTube landing page. Is it damning? My mm, probably my first one is because um, I have like thirty seconds left in the in, in the envy contrapoints. Is that contrapoints video? Oh right. My second one is um, a recipe for a Korean bulgogi bowl mm. um, from this YouTube chef I really like. Um, her name is Marion. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not Sun Kyung Long Gast and it's not Mangchi. Those are like two other really popular YouTube Korean YouTubers that I really like. Okay. Anyway, my my YouTube is mostly like recipes, even though I don't fucking cook. But but can you admit to watching a lot of food yes. related recipe stuff on yes. YouTube? Okay, yes. well that's kind of interesting and cool. Are you are you, are you sort of trying to dip your toe into the cooking no, of it all? No, I'm just like I. It brings me great comfort. It's like it's like to the watch it happen. It's like it's it's kind of this. I understand why people watch like mukbang videos of people eating things. For me, it's like I I I really am relaxed by people making food. We have to watch Cooking with Paris. I hear it's like not a cooking show. Though. Well, I hear it's someone posted before just like she's sitting with Kim Kardashian eating something, and it was Kim takes a bite of something and looks at her and goes like this. Like she's enjoying it so much and her face is just like, oh my God. And just like watching them eat was like really, really satisfying for wow. me. And then like she sat down and ate something with- You would like mukbang. You would you like watching people eat things. I think I, well then I, well here's the deal. I get so hungry. No, me too. I always get hungry when I watch the, the cooking videos. I'm like, I want that now. And you're, it's probably happening at night. It's probably happening at night. But I even do this when I order like delivery for lunch or dinner. Like I will, I'll order dumplings and then I'll look up dumpling videos. Yeah. And it's like so fun. They are really satisfying to watch to watch get made. Dumplings? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Like I believe on Beverly Hills earlier this season oh, they yeah, were making when dumplings. Cr- when Crystal was yeah, that was so sweet. By the way, Crystal Kung Minkoff was on the podcast Andy's Girls hosted by Sarah Galley. It was an amazing interview. Wow. She really gets into she really explains. I'm such a huge fan. We love her. I would like to reach out to her. Let's reach the out pod. to her. Um have her have her first housewife guest. But she she um so Rob came into the interview. I guess they were staying together. She was in New York to do Watch What Happens Live. And do you know this? This gagged me. He did the original character design for Ursula. Oh my he God. He drew Ursula. So they were, he said in the interview, he like popped in and talked about this. She asked really amazing questions. Great job, Sarah. Um, but he was like, you know, originally the character design for Ursula was going to be very Joan Collins. Well, they did. And then that design ended up being in the second movie as Morgana, Ursula's sister. Yeah. Yes. So he said he has an idea. He, I guess his roommate was like um, this gay guy who would who was into Divine and would dress up as Divine. And he was like, got into Divine and like drew the very first image of Ursula as like a very voluptuous. Rob did? Or yes, no? Rob. Wow. So Rob was an animator. And he and respect, he also worked. Respect. He he wrote an early draft of the story for Beauty and the Beast. Wow! And that's why by doing all of that stuff, they gave him the responsibility it's of directing the Lion King. The Lion King. Wow. But he, Rob Minkoff, Crystal, the Kung Minkoff's husband, yes. is why we have Ursula the way we have her, and probably why Pat Carroll was cast. God, that's so great. I mean, and she she went so into like how she used the word violated because when she walked I, in on her, I I yeah. fully am on Crystal's side. She really opens up if, about if how you, hard it is with the eating disorder and her body image to be on the show, and she they had such an emotional conversation. It's I, I really recommend listening. We we love Crystal. I, I I'm sure we talked about this on the pod maybe, but if I'm Chris, if I'm naked in a room right. and then someone walks in walked in and didn't immediately withdraw or like like close the door if. 
if like Sutton kept walking into the room even mm-hmm. to quickly drop the, the thing off, I would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's I, it would be so upsetting to me anyway. Especially when you take into account like the specific issues that Crystal deals with. Yes. Which she has um elaborated on on the show a little bit but has really got into on this one episode of the podcast if you're a fan you should listen um was was really really great but i i couldn't believe that he was responsible for all that i just Mm -hmm. thought that was so cool and he was like yeah i'm like truly a kid at heart and a nerd and like you know uh, like and he seemed very cool about her being on the show he's like an artist yeah really really cool love it okay what's that what else what else um, I have a, a playthrough of the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. It's this game I'm playing. Um, it's a courtroom game. It's a Japanese game where what? you where you play as a lawyer. I love that. Oh, and it's so fun. And it's like, and you, and you're supposed to like, there's like an investigation part where you're supposed to look, search for clues and evidence, and then you have to bring it to court and then present. And you have to like, it's almost always about taking one villain down who's like making you seem like the bad guy. It's so it's so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, then I have. Uh, New York Film Academy's Q&A with Elizabeth Olsen. I have so much Elizabeth Olsen. I have Olsen. a lot of Elizabeth Olsen. Like a ton. <laughs> um, and then, okay, I have four more. Uh, I have the Hot Ones of Matt Damon, unfortunately, because I watch Hot oh Ones. Oh my God, I had the Hot really? Ones of Matt Damon. I didn't say it. Shame. And why is that? I didn't want to bring him up. I, I'm sorry. Okay, wait, let's move on. I, I, you retract. You are, Yes, you retract. <laughs> um, I have... Uh, these two straight male doctors talking, uh, dermatologists talking about exfoliation tips. So that's, that's my skincare YouTube lane. And then I have, unfortunately, I always see SNL sketches because yeah. I'll just like, like you, I'll wake up on a Sunday and be like, oh my God, I want to watch that sketch again. Not even, I'll be like, I want to watch that thing where Heidi plays the cocaine wife. I, um, I often get like Bowen Yang oh YouTube no. things and I'm like, is it because they hear me talking about it? Like, it's so funny. It's like, it's like, here's what Bowen did on SNL last night. I'm like, it's so funny that it knows. It just, it but knows. I guess it would give that to any fag. Not any fag. Oh. Not the ones, not the ones who don't stand me. Um, and <laughs> then maybe that's why, maybe that's why. And then I have a, a jerk chicken meatballs recipe from New York times. Come on really food. Good. It's a lot of food. Anyway, I'm now seeing I have a lot of music. So I see Maggie Rogers performing Say It on The Tonight Show. Uh, um, and also there's there's one headline that I have to say out loud because it's so funny to me. Problematic roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> and then, by the way, there's one that says unforgettable moments from Meghan McCain co-hosting The View, which is from The View's channel. And she is officially done. She I is officially she... out of there. I mean, the what do we think her next chapter is besides being our producer producing the show <laughs> raising her daughter liberty that's right she's just so on the nose it's so it's so crazy the daughter's name is liberty which you know what like maybe maybe they'll call her libby i, I just can't no, imagine I being called liberty being but called then again liberty. i'm not a mccain like I don't know. It's I don't know. It's like she's even like on the nose in terms of like being a woman who has gay friends. It's like with the hair. St- it's like st- you're so so like like you're you're like an insect on the ground. You don't even have any perspective on like what like it, things look like an inch above the floor. 
I'm sorry, I'm being so toxic. I mean, I, I, just the fact that the daughter was named Liberty, I was like, I really was like, I mean, it's just, it feels like, who is it for? It's not for the, not for the kid. Yeah. Like, she has it's to live for, with the name Liberty. The it's for John McCain. And it, it, that's just, I guess that, and you know what the thing is? Sometimes it just feels like she's like stunting to prove a point or to be like, no, I actually do walk the walk. My daughter's name is Liberty. And it's like, yeah, but now, girl, that, girl's name is gonna be Liberty. That's I think that people don't sometimes understand that when you name your child something, your child lives with that name probably most of the time. I'm gonna say 99% of the time for the rest of their life. Yeah. And it's so funny now to be in an age where like you'll, you'll watch like Gwyneth Paltrow in an interview being like, yeah, Apple was saying this. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's a human being out there who has accepted the fact that their name is Apple. Apple Martin. And here's the deal. <laughs> If this is this is actually something I really think, it, it, like if if you are someone with a name, if a last name that's like Martin, then you can get away with an exotic weirdo first name. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I don't, I don't, and who cares? Like, name your kid whatever the fuck you want. I just want people to understand that when you name your daughter Liberty, mm-hmm. like, then she has to say, "Hi, I'm Liberty." No, no. Li- there's nothing wrong with the name Liberty. We're Liberty just- Mc. I guess, no, not Liberty McCain. Where I'm saying that... Liberty Dominich. For Megan McCain to be who she is, to name her daughter Liberty, because it's, in some ways it recalls like her lineage or something. It's like, mm-hmm. that's what's upsetting to me. I'm like, oh, you're reminding us that your dad was a senator and that you are this... Love like, America. It's so pathetic. Whatever. I, I just feel like, I don't know. It's just, uh, anyway, she, uh, blessings to her. Well, we're her. so, thank, well, we're, we can't wait for you to work closer with us. <laughs> we can't wait for, for your, you to take a, even a uh, more firm hand on the going, goings on of this podcast moving forward. Thank you. Let's talk about another icon. Blonde icon. Blonde icon. I, wait, were you disappointed that she didn't come out? So you guys, we went to go see Lady Gaga and Tony. And when she sang Bang Bang, which she did, she did. She didn't come out of the black curly wig, which I really wanted. I really wanted, but no, it's fine. She, she, I, I think she wanted to like keep it. I don't know, just like simple. And I think she understood that this was like Tony Bennett's last concert. Oh my god, I can't believe it! it you guys, it was so special. It was to really get real for a second. Like, you, you said this the other day. You were like, it was a historic concert. It was a end, historic and I don't moment. Disagree, which. Yeah. Which I agree. It was an historic and, moment. An historic moment. Um, I will say, I think there were 40 standing ovations throughout the night. Uh, Vulture counted 27. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, and we were up for every single one of them. Yes. I will say. I think we led some. I let, I literally leapt out of my chair so many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. We, we were so, like, lucky to be there. And I will, I, so just to walk you through what happened, readers. It was Tony Bennett's last night. It was... Gaga came out and probably did like an hour, right? Yeah. And then she left the stage well, after killing it. She sang, she ended with La Vie en Rose, which was like huge. And she said, I would not have sung this song mm. if Tony didn't tell me to. And then the implication yeah. there is like, because Bradley Cooper saw Gaga sing that and was like, you have to be in a Star Wars like, mm. like, I could tell that Gaga was basically communicating like I would not have, maybe would not have gotten a Star Wars born if it hadn't been for my friendship with Tony. Mm. And she, she and she sang it perfectly. unbelievably well. You guys, this is what I'm saying. If you don't love Lady Gaga, you don't love yourself. And I am <laughs> d- I'm doubling down on it, girl. Like she was absolutely alive in her performance. She's really one of the best we have. She like is a perfect vessel for like so much music history. Mm-hmm. And I think she was channeling 
and I'm not just saying this because of the coincidence of it all. She was channeling Barbara. She was mm-hmm. channeling Judy. Mm-hmm. Like it is like that's like that's like the lineage. Like that's like the new supreme logic. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry to make that like reference, but it's like she is like she's carrying this legacy from now on. Absolutely. And then so so she sang La Vie en Rose, and then as a way of introducing Tony, mm. she was like, "I'm gonna bring out Tony Bennett now. You guys have to make this a night." He will remember that make him, him to, smile, make him make smile, make him laugh, make him feel at home. And she sang New York, New York. She sang she, and then she threw on this this jewel encrusted top hat mm. and fucking belted the shit out of New York, New York. Fucking jumped around the stage, shook her ass, shook her tits, did all of it. Yeah, just like got this room of thousands of people at Radio City, just like amped, amped to to like welcome Tony Bennett. And then he came on stage. Mm. Didn't miss a single fucking No, this is something that you need to understand. So, like, when we say he did not miss a note, a word, and beyond that, just, like, uh, articulation, just, like, every word meaning something real, like, real performance. Now, it was his 95th birthday. The man is 95, so he's been doing this for, like, going on 80 years. Understand that. It's so in his body that it was just so, such a sight to behold. And I do believe that, you know, he's obviously in his very old age. Like, this was his last show. It's crazy to say that. But I think he has declined because you know, he could really only say... There's a dementia diagnosis. Right. So, like he's, so he's, he's, he's obviously declined. But he could really only say in between songs, like, wow, or beautiful, or beautiful audience. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't really say much. But every word of every song was there. And you enjoyed it. When he sang Smile... Uh, oh my that's when I lost it for real that's when I lost it for real and then so he's performing and she comes out and he says Lady Gaga and they and then they sang about four songs together and this was really the moment of the night she turns to him and she says something along the lines of Mr. Bennett I just want to say on behalf of everyone here and on behalf of everyone in the world that has enjoyed your music, thank you so much for gracing us with your talent that has changed the world for the better. And you are one of a kind. You're a legend. You always will be. And it would be my honor to escort you off the stage. And there, it was just not a dry eye. Not it a was, dry eye. Oh my God. And it was like, like two, three, four minutes of like, Gaga and Tony walk, slowly walking off stage together mm-hmm. and everyone on their feet clapping, sending this man off yes. and him waving the goodbye. Yeah. It was so surreal. Yeah, I was just, I, I got really emotional at one point because I was just like, this is truly a moment of like, not ex- not just exaltation, but this is what he deserves. You know what I mean? Like, it's a true music legend. And we- there are so few that have been done it for that long. And it really just, it made me so, like, proud to be, this sounds so silly, but it made me proud to be in the arts. It made me proud to be a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. It made me proud, like, to be a music fan. Like, and it really was, I don't take for granted that we were able to go there. No, like neither. we are so lucky and fortunate, so lucky. like to be able to have seen that because, you know, these people are not here forever. And it's, it's important to try to go out there and see that because I was so emotional because I was like, this is truly a person who has impacted so many, who is g- getting the opportunity for people to scream 
their love for him mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. support for him. And she got that. She knew her responsibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She took it so seriously that someone has impacted her so much. I think yep. culturally, musically, socially, as a friend, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so, it was just a perfect night. It was. Um, and shouts to Radio City for requiring proof of vaccination for everybody mm-hmm. um, going in. Wait, I want to read this thing. Apparently they're making a documentary, and I think yeah, they were filming it. They were yeah. filming it too. Um, but like, there's there's gonna be like BTS stuff. There's there's this like passage from, okay, this is like from the AARP. So the AARP like did some write up about Tony and Gaga like leading up to this concert, and like mm. specifically with the focus on his battle with Alzheimer's. But right. okay, here okay, let me just read this because I don't think we're ready for this documentary. Tony was doing, uh, but Tony was a considerably more muted presence during the recording of the new album with Gaga and raw documentary footage of the sessions. He speaks rarely, and when he does, his words are halting. At times, he seems lost and bewildered. Gaga, clearly aware of his condition, keeps her utterances short and simple, as is recommended by experts in the disease when talking to Alzheimer's patients. You sound so good, Tony, she tells him at one point. Thanks, is his one-word response. She says that she thinks all the time about their 2015 tour. Tony looks at her wordlessly. Wasn't that fun every night, she prompts him? Yeah, he says, uncertainly. The pain and sadness in Gaga's face is clear at such moments, but never more so than in an extraordinarily moving sequence in which Tony, a man she calls, quote, an incredible mentor, friend, and father figure, sings the solo passage of a love song. Gaga looks on from behind her mic, her smile breaking into a quiver, her eyes brimming, before she puts her hands over her face and sobs. Like, oh my God. This is, this is so, like, it's such a special tragic but mo- but ultimately like that the thing about that night was that it was joyful mm-hmm. it wasn't ever it never really dipped into sadness no thing. it did not and that is a testament i think to the way to the tone that she set. yes and that was all her and i would say you know it's so easy to and you know it's funny like it's actually her i believe her grandmother says to her in the joanne documentary she uh-huh. says don't be maudlin yeah and, yeah yeah, um, yeah. I think that maybe it's something that she took from that experience uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, because she was so light and fun. Yes. And, you know, she was twirling in her gown. She had like three three costumes that she wore and they were all Incredible. absolutely fantastic. Incredible. Um, and, you know, he clearly just had so much fun watching her. And I think that it really was a tone that she set because it is easy to when something is so sad and there are few things that are as sad as um alzheimer's losing someone to alzheimer's um or a degenerative disease like that like parkinson's and it's in my family and i've seen it up close and it is in bowen as well and i think that it's it's something that you know you can't really explain until you go through it and you have someone close to you that's experiencing that. But truly, I think there is something to keeping things fun and keeping things light and keeping things clear. And the message of that evening was very clear, which was we're celebrating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so that was, like I said, like we joke about iconic moments in culture, like, and we're all tongue in cheek and stupid about it. But like, truly, that was a moment. That was a moment. That was a moment in yeah. time, for sure. One of the top. I think it's in the top. I think that's in the top, like, 25. It's something I'll never forget. You <laughs> I know, will never You forget. honestly want to know, like, I, I think that will be probably in my top five of my life thus far, most memorable concert experiences. Oh, yeah. It'll be that when I saw 
Beyonce do four when she did her four nights at, at Roseland. Rose yeah. I went with Colin Cordopassi. Oh and like it inspired me so much. And she was just so amazing. And then I don't know, like uh I would I would has I hesitate Mariah, my first concert ever when she came out in her sailor look and said, Do you like the ensemble? It was my first concert I've ever seen. I was ten years old and I screamed like a faggot next to my dad <laughs> and at Madison Square Garden and I'll never forget it for as long as I live. But other ones too. But yeah, like that was it was one of those nights where I was truly sitting there and inspired. Mm. You know? Yeah. Oh, I was fully inspired. Yeah. I was like, I I just need like I just want to like I just I just I just I just I just want to like take in I just want to observe her I, mm-hmm. I I I I don't know if you caught me I looked over at you a lot and you were just like enjoying it so much I was, like, really but I don't know if you ever together. caught me just like jaw dropped just like I was just taking it in I was just like oh my god she's doing and Sudi kept I mean when she put on her uh, top hat for New York New York mm-hmm. she just like struck an angle and held it a pose and and held it and then yeah. Sudi just said. She is so aware of her stage picture at all times. Like, that is a performer. She knows what she looks like on yeah. stage to other people. And that is like, that sounds very, like, shallow, I guess, but it's so important. No, it's, it's so, a show. It's a show. It's like she, like, is so seasoned already as a performer that she just, she, it's so, it's just so powerful. I don't know. I fucking, I mean, I think people know at this point that, like, we both love Gaga, but, like, I've been, like, Truly so obsessed since since day one. Mm-hmm. I, to me, I'm going to say something that, like, is going to get a lot of people, like, angry. Like, Gaga is, Gaga is, like, maybe, like, I'm going to say, no, I was going to say she was better than Madonna, but we don't have to get into that conversation. I just. I, you know what I, I said the other day, and maybe this is sort of similar to what you're trying to articulate, which is I do believe she is our share. I do believe yeah, she is yeah. a generational Yes, oh, like yeah. talent who will last for as long as she wants to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, maybe if Cher's talents skew more towards the acting performance realm, then Gaga's talents skew a little bit more towards the musical. I, I like. Then I would say maybe that's like a way to distill how they are different. But I believe that they're similar in so many like spiritual ways. Like, in terms of reinvention, in terms of being able to do so much. By the way, I think the House of Gucci trailer looks good and, like, camp. And, I like, good camp. Good camp. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not. I know a lot of people think she sounds like Count Chocula. I think we should wait. And I think, you know, maybe it is a crazy accent. But let's understand we're going to settle into it. Uh-huh. And the movie's going to be what it is. And I think it looks delish. We're all gonna see it. Uh, yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah. Um, I. Anything else we want to talk about with Tony and Gaga? I mean, just that it was one of the best nights ever, and you know, I'll say, it, he he when he I'll say again when he sang "Smile," um, just it's just one of the most beautiful songs in the world, mm. and I oh, also knowing the state that he is in and. Um, you know, that he was able to still get that message out so beautifully and clearly. It's just, it's like sometimes like you hear the right person sing the right song and it just, it changes mm-hmm. like the way oh, you feel. Oh no, 100%. You know, like it, it's just Speaking so of four by Beyonce, I mean, that's my whole thing with school in life. It's like that like. Oh yeah, that was big for you. It like, it like, say, it like truly snapped me out of something dark. 
like a dark moment. Okay. My only note about the Gaga show was mm. I did want her in a black curly wig and a red leather jumpsuit to sing Bang Bang. That's fair. That's fair. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's deliver on what we promised. Let's actually deliver on what we promised because it's important to do that in life. Um, I agree. And uh, we have yeah. the rest of the categories for the Lost Culturistas Culture Awards. Woo, as they say. Woo. Woo, as they say. So these are some great categories, wouldn't you say? I would say that these are some of the, like we said in the top of the episode, these are some of the most iconic categories that have ever been announced. In any award show. And I think that we've done really well so far in sort of covering all different areas. You know, best planet, best animal in the sea, best note ever sung, yes. best picture, literal picture, best asker, sort of smallest snub. We're covering the whole, all parts of culture, and we have gone even further. 
with these. And I didn't think we could. I didn't think we could get deeper. It's like when you swim out into the ocean and you think, I can't go further. And but you, you shouldn't. Keep, and, but you keep going. But you shouldn't. And I just want to say you shouldn't. But you can always oh, go you further. Can all- you can always go further. Hmm. That's actually rule of culture number 77. In the ocean, you, you can, can always, always go, go further. further but, but you, you shouldn't. shouldn't. And we have gone further in this sense. Okay, so we just want to clear up. There was some confusion. We announced a 73rd category on the episode drop two weeks ago. It was not an, It was not a category we had discussed on the episode, but Matt and I, on the day, as I made the graphics uh, for the category list, I said, we have to throw in a category. It will be the biggest award of the night. This is actually the biggest award of the night, and it is category number 73, and it's sort of iconic for... The 73rd category, 73 questions, Vogue much. Yes. Um, For it to be the biggest category of the night. But sometimes, like, when the award show goes on for a very long time, you do have to throw in a big category yes. in the middle there. So that's why number 73, we do have a next category. We do have a next category. This is the... Go ahead, Bowen. Christina Aguilera Award for coming on this bitch mad as hell. Now, for the uninitiated, there was once a tweet which went as follows. Christina was at her lowest. Fat, nasty, and broke. Career in shambles. She came on this bitch mad as hell. And then the link to moves like Jagger. This tweet has struck a cultural nerve. Every every gay cis man on the East Coast. Who said it? We need to say the handle. Because that gets lost. Are you looking it up? Yes. Okay, so Bowen is going to look up the, the sort of icon. That tweeted this. This is this this account is only it goes only by the letter lowercase J. The handle is at very thick vag with four J's. <laughs> and the description is Harriet Tubman fan account. So they're an icon, they're a legend. Um and I hope they realize what they're called. I mean, eleven thousand likes. Uh, on Twitter. This, I mean, people really, 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 really responded to this. And this person is obviously a huge fan of Christina's bridge verse on moves like, like Jagger, Jagger, which we can agree was definitely a cultural reset. And she came on this bitch mad that as hell. hell. And so this is an award that honors that spirit of yes. just being so motivated by your squalor that you are just gonna fucking give it to him. And in this case, squalor can mean true squalor or um, you have a cushy job on The Voice for, I don't know, $12 million a season and a storied career as a pop star. And also you are not fat, nasty, or broke. You're simply Christina Aguilera. But the sentiment of, of career Christina was at her lowest, lowest, fat, nasty, and broke, career <laughs> in shambles. She came on this bitch mad as hell. That sentiment. It's poetry. Well, we should just say that that is a poem. That is a poem. I mean, there's... Oh, Discansion. my God. Discansion. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, and I... I Matt has Matt has already pitched a winner for this, and I, I cannot disagree with him. So, I mean, publicists, please campaign for this event, like, uh, for this category as you would any other. But we already have a really, really big contender for this. And, of course, every category will have three nominees. That's something that Bowen's finding out now in the moment. We have a next category. America's Next top model talk about this what does this mean so sort of in the modeling industry we have young girls sort of coming up yes um you know you hear about country 
America. Oh, uh, yeah. You hear about them, the Hadids. Yes. Uh, the other Hadids. Mm-hmm. You hear about, um, you know, Heidi Klum. Who <laughs> <very famous laughs> you you hear about next. Heidi Klum. <laughs> but this is America's next top, top model. model. So you may have been aware of the show. I'm, I was very aware of the show. Yeah, same. But this doesn't doesn't necessarily have to do anything with the show. This is a Los Culturistas Culture Award Culture Award for America's Next, Next Top Model. Model. Now, any anything that any rubric Tyra graded on, that's not necessarily no, us. No, this is going to be our again subjective opinion that is informed by the publicists campaigning. Yes. We have a next category. Yeah, this is more fashion. This is more fashion. Best dressed rhyme. This one rhymes. Best dressed. Interesting that Interesting it rhymes. That Doesn't it rhymes. necessarily mean anything. I think it means, you know, someone who has a sartorial awareness. Someone who really... I was just saying the rhyme doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I yes. just Oh, rhyme doesn't rhyme doesn't mean anything. No. Rhyme, rhyme, is, rhyme is usually meaningless. Mm-hmm. And so say that. Say that. But I just think it's fun that it's that there's a, there's an internal rhyme there. Talk about this. This I mean, I knew it as a senior superlative. You it's a senior superlative, you know. Maybe it's something. I mean, is there is there another setting for this? I want. I was gonna say summer camp, but no. Like, best I mean, dressed. I think that there could be a best dressed anywhere. Often you see in the pages of the 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 rags, the rags. Well, so then let's talk about this. Is this yeah. best dressed during a certain time in a certain place at a certain event? This is just best dressed overall. I don't think it's up to us. No, I think it is, but is it? Because up to the publicist to convince. This is what I love about the Lost Culturistas Culture Award. It's not really up to us. Even though we say it is, when we say it is, it's like we don't actually mean it. I think we're making the decisions. So in a way, that is up to us. For sure, but is it? I don't know. Because, look, I I would just say for this, I don't have a front runner. The way I do for many of the other categories. In fact, I've already sort of suggested some winners to Bowen. But, you know, like I said, there's going to be three nominees for every... So this is one of those categories that's like, it's a crowded field. A lot of really well-dressed people. Can I ask you a personal question? Yes. Good. When you were in high school, how do you think you ranked oh, in terms of the best-dressed thing? I was I was in the gutter. I was... You did not compete. I was really... Fa- I was face down covered in every kind of gross shit when it comes to this category. I did not. I did not you were not a good dresser. I was not a good dresser. Still, arguably, I'm not. I think you're a great dresser. I'm, I'm wearing a t-shirt and What are and you shorts. thinking you're going to wear for the Emmys? Um, I don't know yet. We're, I, I don't, I'm, I'm figuring it out. You're figuring it out. Yeah. Because are you still unsure about what the, what the whole yeah, deal is going to be? Yeah, I don't know be? what the hell is going to happen. Mm. I just wanted to ask, you know, did I ever tell you I famously placed second for best dressed? Really? I did not win a senior superlative. I placed second in three categories. What were the categories? Best dressed, attached at the hip with my best friend Kenny Donahue. Shout out, Kenny, we love, love you, baby. He's got a baby at home. He's got a baby. I just met the baby, and then and third. then most athletic, and I lost to Malcolm Brown. Wow. Um, but oh, can, can I just quickly say something about? And um, you were most likely to become a SNL cast member, which was the fun, which was the sort of um, florid way of saying like funniest, like a class clown, right? 
but like it it should have just been called class clown because now I got to explain to people no it's not uh, it wasn't about SNL really it was mostly about It's a pretty direct prompt for the for the voters Bowen most likely to be on SNL and they felt that was you well, and they the were right one the, of the smartest high schools in the country That's that's not true because Aurora the, Girls Aurora Girls Aurora Girls like prima donna girls Oh my god Marina Marina <laughs> um and I, but it's, but it's like the best dress was most likely to be on the cover of Vogue. Like that was our high school. So like, y'all were doing the most to say the least. We were doing the most to say the least. In terms of naming the categories. Yes. yes. So I did not win a senior superlative, but then I did walk away with prom king. So then you, you did end up winning in the end. But you know, oh, so this envy thing is interesting. Sorry to bring, bring up um, ContraPoints again, but she talks, she brings up how in a lot of studies, bronze medalists are overall happier than silver medalists because they're they're just the bronze medalists are just happy to be there right the silver Thank medalists you for including me they say the silver medalists are like i was so close to getting the gold and that is like envy sort of like coming up and like truly polluting your whole mindset and being like well i'm not i'm not happy even though i did objectively better than the bronze medalist right isn't that weird and also like honestly bronze you can look at and it's like some some variation of gold whereas like <laughs> it's a shade of gold it's a shade of gold and so if you have someone over the house, you know, and your your medal is hanging Silver. up, they could sort of scan over and be like, oh my God, that's a gold medal. And maybe they don't ask about it because they saw the bronze. If you see a bronze medal in the distance, I will have to squint or walk closer to make sure it's not bronze gold. and not gold. It could be gold. But if you see a silver medal, you're like, oh. Silver is iconically silver. That's actually a rule of culture number 33. Silver, silver is, is iconically, iconically silver. silver. Unmistakable with anything else. Not even gray. No. It's not gray. It is not even, it, it's not even like people think that silver and gray are like, you know, like companion like colors or, 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 you know, materials. No. Do you want to know the queerest thing I've ever done? What? I was five years old and there's a video of me. It was like a, like a bus safety thing. Like we all had to go in one by one and like we all had to like go and walk and like answer questions from someone about, about like if, if a stranger ever came up to you, what would you say? Okay. So they asked you a series of questions and they go, what's your name? And I said, Matthew. And they said, what, uh, what's your favorite um, food? And I, I, I said like, I don't know. I like to eat a lot of stuff. Cheeseburgers. And they were like, I, I like, was, I, I have a look in my eye like I didn't like this. I don't yeah. like being questioned. So they said, what's your mom's name? And I said, Katrina. What's your dad's name? Richard. Do you have a little sister? Yes. What's her name? Chelsea. And then they said, do you have a best friend? And I said, I have a lot of friends. And they said, who is your best friend? And I was like, I can't pick. And they're like, what do you do with your friends? And I go, they play with them. I play with them. They play with me. I literally said it like that. I play with them. They play with me. It was very New York. So then they ask, what's your favorite color? Without missing a beat, I go, silver. Oh, my God. I've never been Julio, so proud. Julio Torres found dead. I was first. <laughs> you were first. Well, Julio's joke is clear. He clears his favorite clear. color. But that is this very much the same wavelength. You Silver. You had this, like... <laughs> confidence in that moment not confidence but I had, it's the only video i want to find i don't know where it is i know we have it somewhere but i was but in you were, shock watching it when i said silver because i would never think to silver. say that but silver is my favorite color you are so you are a silver bitch queen, queen. and i i know we just talked about the negatives of being silver no because no you're no like not number one no that's that's like that's purely like on a performance competitive level but in, in terms of the aesthetic in terms of the look you are silver I believe that I am silver and you are gold. And, and that's not even like on like... No, it's not pejorative. 
but but it's not a like oh like one's better than the other. It's just that like we no, are. No, they both... actually are two sides of the same coin. What coin we don't know. As Pokemon made clear, Pokemon Gold and Silver. Say that Silver is arguably in some ways, but Silver is better in some ways. Gold is, but they are equals. So I would say that you are Gold and I am Silver, and I am famously Red and you are Blue. Yes. That's why we were in Culture War. Yes. And then when Pokemon Yellow came in, I was just like, I don't know what that no, is. No, no, no. That's Sudi Yellow. Sudi is yellow. Sudi is crystal. Yes. It was, it was a gold, silver, and crystal. Yeah. Sudi is yellow and crystal. Yes. I'm red and silver, Sil- and you are gold and blue. How does it... I, we, it's energetic. It's energetic. And I love this. We have a next category. This is the National Park Award for Nature. The national parks represent nature. Absolutely. 100%. Better than almost anything else. I close my eyes and I think of nature. I think the national parks. Many of them. But this is, no, we're not honoring the national parks. We're, we're, we're saying that there, something out there needs to be awarded for the way it represents nature, for the way it even exemplifies and is the best of nature. What, what do you think, do you think this, so this is a general category. It could be a tree, it could be a, a, a creek, a rock, an animal. I think it could be anything that appears in nature. And it's this happens to be named after the national parks. This is the National Park Award for Nature. The best nature, the nature that screams nature the most. The nat- most natural nature. Most natural nature. <clears throat> yeah. It could be water. It could be a plant. It could, it could be, be a brook, an estuary. Sun. The sun does this. Is the sun in, uh, competitive? Perchance, while it sort of gleams over a gorgeous forest. Perchance, let's let's see. This is an exciting category. This is one of the most exciting categories of them all. Not the biggest category of the night, but I think because there's so many competitors, I'm going to be really looking forward to seeing what the three nominees are. I think there are some birds that can be double nominees for damn bird, best damn bird and for the National Park Award for Nature. Oh my God. I mean, double nominees. Keenan Thompson found dead. Keenan Thompson, 80 Bryant found 80, dead. 80 Bryant found dead in a ditch. We don't want, oh, that made me sad. We don't want that. No, live forever, please. Live forever, 80. both of you. Okay. This, we have a next, next category. Best dress. Not a rhyme. A slant rhyme, maybe. Best in dress. Almost. This is a different category than best dressed. This is best dress. The best dress mm-hmm. of them all. But it's not in the title. It's not in the category title because there are some. There are some categories, as we know, that have of them all. One of them's coming up. One of them's coming up. But this is just best dress. Best dress. So interpret that how you will, publicist. Things that are not included in this category: pants, pants suits, shirts. shorts, shirts, hats. Gloves, no. Socks, shoes, flops, no. I don't want to know. None of that. This is best dress, and let's just. I'm gonna get really close up on the mic. No skirts. No skirts. Dress. We have a next category. The Jim and Pam Award for Best Chemistry. Okay. I mean, kind of our generations. You know, Sam, Sam and, and Diane. Diane. Hello. Um, I think this will get a lot of publicists horny. I think of chemistry, I think it's got to make me horned up. I think I have to be watching them and say, oh my God, are they going to, by the way, let me stop everything right now and say, girl, that I might've been, uh, you know, sort of part of a little table read the other day for a certain script. 
can't really say much about it because it hasn't really been announced everyone's participation. Mm-hmm. But I know you're in a film called Fire Island. There was some chemistry match? popping off. Between whom? Between many of the actors. It's a little bit of a romantic comedy. But a romantic comedy. There's good chemistry. Oh. I thought my sisters had some good chemistry with their love interests. Oh. Some fine looking men. That the readers may know, and perchance we might even have to have guests on this show. I think we will. I and tickle the boys. It's a room full of gay men. That's kind of fun. But like, and but like one read, like reading iconic Margaret one Cho, iconic by Bicon, Bicon, um, and friend of the show, friend of the pod, of the show, famously, of the pod, famously. So, I think. Are you saying that people in this project are competitive in this category? <laughs> I don't know, Countess Luann slash <laughs> Grover. Grover. Um, uh, <laughs> we're gonna find out. Okay. We're gonna find out. Grover is so Grover is so cute. One I of the love cutest. Grover. Yeah, absolutely. Oh we have a next God. category. Okay. Tic Tac Toe Award for Best Simple Game. This is the Tic Tac Toe Award for Best Simple Game. The best games are the simplest. Absolutely, King. Tetris. Mama Tic Tac Toe. Tic Tac Toe doesn't win. Connect four. Connect. I was gonna say. I literally. I did the motion to yes, my sister, yes. and he knew immediately what I was saying. Connect four. That's what I love. Um, you know what's not a simple game? I'm sorry to drag it, but chess. You have to sit down and learn it. Checkers. Simple game. Simple game. Chess. Too many girls doing different things. Yeah. I thought you meant too many girls doing it. I was like, no, that's the whole plot of the Queen's Gambit. Is not enough girls. Not. Let's just say that. Let's say it's that. It's rule of culture number 98. Not, not enough, enough girls, girls in chess. chess. Still. Women in STEM? More what, like more women, women in chess. chess. Let's keep... That's rule of culture number 99. Women, women in STEM? STEM more, more like women, more women, women in chess. chess. We have a next category. Best song on Rent soundtrack. Original Broadway cast recording or the film movie soundtrack? Looks like it's not specified. Okay. So, I so guess it could be know. Rosario Dawson's version of Out Tonight. It could be Daphne Rubin Vega's version of Out Tonight. And that's actually the binary. Yes, that's you're, you're, you're either, either <laughs> Rosario Dawson Out Tonight, which is which is which is Dionysus. Yes, and then or you're Daphne Rubin Vega, which is Apollo. No, I, Do I, you I would feel flip it. I would no, flip no, it. it's flipped. Daph- Daphne is just so like is just. We're sorry to say Daphne is Mimi. Rosario, an incredible Mimi. I thought she was an amazing Mimi, and here's the reveal. The reason why this is on this list is because I listened to Rosario Dawson's oh, it's, Out Tonight it's today. An am- it's an amazing Out Tonight. And she killed it. Mrs. Cory Booker booked that. Booked that. I'm on That's crowd. a rule of culture number 51. Rosario Rent? Rent? Mrs. Mrs. Cory Booker, Booker booked, booked that. that. I thought for a second you meant, like, you referred to Cory Booker as Mrs. Oh. And you said Cory Booker booked that as in booked that, that companion. No, Cory Booker is apparently... Really committing to being a straight icon. Love it. Love, Love that, that, for, Love her. that for her. Special um, girl. Now, okay, this is great. And I'm sorry, I, sh- I should say Rosario is Apollo because there's such a precision to her Mimi. Yes, and also she carries with her, I believe, the intelligence. To say nothing of Daphne Rubin Vega, but I do believe, it's like, if I'm to stand for a second, Daphne Rubin Vega comes from yeah, Daphne you know I mean? is... It's like, a, it's like a pelvic thrust of stage presence. Like her in, in the Heights. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. But it's Dionysian. It's Dionysian. Well, her as Mimi is Dionysian because it's just like, hey, it's like, uh, like little sex pot. And like, and, and Rosaria's Mimi is more like, 
hey, I really like you. Ron. She's more thoughtful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas Daphne Rubin Vega is more guttural. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And that is an important that's, distinction that's in the binary. Yeah, SpongeBob and then and then Rosario Squidward. Thank 100%. you, thank you. And Let's, now we said it. We have a next category. The Brenda Award for name that no one gets named now are going forward. I, you pitched this category to me, and I, my jaw dropped. I was like, he's right. No one is named Brenda, Brenda. now or will ever be named Brenda. Brenda Award for name that no one gets named now or, or going, going forward. forward. Brenda Award. <laughs> I mean, if you had just kept it to Brenda Award, I've been like, wait, like Regina Hall and Scary Movie Brenda? No, that's not the category. But it's Brenda Award for name. Oh, wait. I'm like, I'm getting a better idea of what this is. That no one gets named now. Oh, that's right. No one gets named Brenda now. Or going forward. And that is a premonition. That's a prediction that no one going forward will be named Brenda. And that is culture. You are making culture. Thank you. We're going to have more liberties than Brenda's for sure. I just don't see anyone naming their child Brenda. No. In the year of the Lord 2022. Now, Brenda could win this category in a walk. But... It's really not up to us. It's not up to us. The publicists have to do their thing. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burritos, and Quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. We have next category. Most important <laughs> item of clothing. I'm sorry, let me take that again. But I, but you don't have to cut around that, Doug. This is just for the reader, for the, I'm sorry, the publicist. Do not cut around, yes. The publicist to know. Just be clear. Um, most important item of clothing. Mm. Now, this is different than best dress because you're, you're, you're working with the cat within the category of dress. But this is just to name one item of clothing as a category. Yeah. Like, now, here's the thing. The 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 most important item of clothing could be dress. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not up to us. I think that we have to th- think about functionality here. We have to think about necessity, but also important in terms of the culture. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, There's so many different variables here at play. So it's important is interesting because yeah. you can interpret it as it function or aesthetic or something you know 100%. this is up to it and it's not up to us it's no up way. to the publicist no way um we have next category yes the joy behar award for stand-up comedy i think this is such a perfect way of honoring joy's legacy in stand-up you it think is. you think stand-up comedian you think the greats you think um, you know Jerry Richard Seinfeld, Pryor, Richard Jerry Pryor, Margaret Cho, Margaret, and Joy Behar. Joy, the four, the four, Mount Rushmore, please. The Hogwarts houses, the of Hogwarts stand-up. houses of stand up. Let's assign them, honey. Seinfeld feels like Slytherin to me. Okay, so it's Seinfeld, Richard Pryor, Margaret, Margaret Cho, and, and Joy, Joy Behar. Behar. Joy Behar's Hufflepuff. She's Hufflepuff down. Margaret is Ravenclaw. Margaret is Ravenclaw, and Richard Pryor is Gryffindor. That makes total sense. I love it. I, I really love it. And Jerry Seinfeld is unfortunately Slytherin. We love him, but he's, he is, I mean, Slytherin is about ambition. It's not about being villainous. It's There's a, been amazing Slytherins. Incredible Slytherins. Um, uh, Malfoy's mom. Um, uh, what is her name? Uh, uh, um, I believe her name is... Um, Narcissa. Narcissa. Come on. Icon Narcissa. Narcissa. Can I just, but can I just say... What? Between Harry Potter and Hunger Games, here we go. Those are some stupid ass fucking names. Some of those names just sound so fucking dumb. Uh, can I say I can't believe one of the most popular characters in literature for young adults is named Katniss. Katniss or Weirus. I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe maybe I'm directing this. I mean, Harry Potter turf text for all time. But for Hunger Games, I'm like, I don't know about some of these names, babe. Girl, Peta. Peta. Excuse Peter me? Peter Malark? That's it made up. You made that up. That sounds like a Matt Rogers gibberish name. So the other day, we I, I smoked out of a new bowl for the first time. and um, You named the bowl. Yeah, you have to name the bowl. So this is my thing. Like you, Once you smoke out of it the first time, you take the first big hit, you exhale, and then you have to name the bowl immediately as it sits in your hands. And I named the new bowl that Joel bought for me. Thank you, baby. Barbara Trenda. I love it. And Barbara that is Barbara Trenda, B A R B A R A, not the Barbara Streisand spelling. Trenda, T R E N D A. Barbara Trenda from District Four. Honey, like that is like whatever. Bestseller. Okay, we have a next category. 
the screen by Edward Munch award for best screen. Mm-hmm. That and that that painting, you know, you know the painting I'm talking about. hundred percent, open mouthed icon. One of the most iconic screens. I think absolutely. But there are more screams. There's two. Scream One, Scream Two, <laughs> Scream Three, Scream Four. It can be even like an audible scream, like you know, um, uh, fucking. Oh, you've never you, you you've never seen Hereditary. I will not see Hereditary. But can I? But can I the scream that, um, Ms. Vera, Miss Miss Vera, no. Hereditary? Hereditary. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, God. Sorry, wow. We'll, that's we'll a, cut around. That's no, we'll cut literally around. don't. No, I, 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 t- I take responsibility for this. It's Tony Collette. I'm sorry. Yes. But, you know, I can't... Uh, to have Vera Farmiga energy isn't a bad thing. It escaped me. Um, She's well. iconically the other one, Conjuring. Yes, right? yes. Yeah, okay. For Tony Collette's scream... Uh, Tony Collette's scream in a certain part of that movie after mm. uh, something happens at night yeah. in the morning when she discovers what has happened. Yes. An iconic scream. And I think you should actually watch the movie for that alone. I have heard what it is, and I think I can actually watch it because. Can I, so we'll just pause this for a second and say the other night, readers, we actually watched the Suicide Squad. And we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. We had a really fun time. It's one of the most s- insanely graphic films I've ever seen. But it was all like pulp, St- stylized. It was like it was very like it was a little Tarantino. Sorry to bring him up, but it was a little Tarantino. It was pretty like um, wild violence. Your yeah. colleague Pete Davidson got his face blown off. And I was in the bathroom when that happened. I'm sorry. Yeah, Pete. you I missed, missed it. You missed. You missed that. I'm sorry. Oh, but, but but Pete getting his face blown off is very Chad. It's very like you yeah. Know, we, we 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 love Pete for getting killed. Yeah, and this um, isn't really a spoiler, you all. It happens like very quickly right, in right, the right. movie. And if anyway, if you care about spoilers for Suicide Squad, Squad and you're like what, listening to this podcast, I can't really help you. We have an next um, category. We have an next category. Best Google service. Gmail. Maps. Drive. YouTube. Honoring Google. Honoring Google. We have a next category. Best Google search. Um, porn. How do you tie a tie? When, when was, you know, when was uh, Kristen Chenoweth born? House of Gucci trailer when? <laughs> Were you Googling that before the trailer <laughs> dropped? Yeah. That's West Side Story trailer when? when? Before the Oscars, you googled yeah. West Side Story. Like Hugh one, Jackman height. Hugh Jackman height when? <laughs> like, you know. Joel Kim Booster age. We have a next category. <laughs> Best Apple product of them all. This is an of them all category. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. One of the more interesting categories. Apple has had many products. Many AirPods, products. MacBook Air. Um, You know... Uh, uh, Apple Juice, the original. Like, remember Apple Juice? Yes. Um, remember the remember like the colored like Macs, iMacs mm-hmm. that you that we would have in elementary school. Yes. Yes. Do you remember when they came out with iPod Video? Oh. That was a moment in culture. That was literally list. a moment in culture. And I remember my friend Allison Coelho had one and she'd bring it to art and we watched wonder shows and clips <gasps> on it. Oh my God. Wow. Take me back to that time. The click wheel, the tactileness of the click wheel. We Ooh. have, we have a next category. WandaVision award for television. <laughs> this is an award that honors t- TV. This award should be given to the program, performer, 
or um, moment. moment that changed television for the better in the vein of WandaVision. Revolutionary, never before seen. Um, brand not new, afraid to reference. Not afraid to reference or, or not, not reference. reference. I think there, I think this is a really important award. This is one of the most important awards of the night because it honors it, and everyone in television is competing for the one division award. award for television. Yeah, and there's I think no we're, higher bo- we're, we're both competitive in this. I think we're both really competitive in this. You probably, maybe even a little bit more than me. I don't but think watch so. This space. Watch this space. Feel- Q Force coming September second. I can I say something actually about about the publicists. Yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put the publicists on notice. Okay, I'll hold on. I'll hold on to your fucking seats slash butts, Jurassic Park. Not a lot of publicists campaigning for me or Matt, hmm. especially in categories where we're competitive. Hmm. Funniest gay man, outstanding reality competition host. We even a lot uh, of people I, are being all twee and being like they should win best friend. I can tell you right now, no, we won't. That's not. That's don't not be twee. Don't be twee. Don't, don't be fresh. See, I don't want. I don't want to hear it. Don't be twee. I just want, I just encourage the publicists, if you feel like we, we we qualify for a category and that we would have a shot at winning, we would like to be included. I would just like to be included. Is that so much to ask? I would just like to be nominated. Maybe we'll have, maybe you and I will lead the nominations. <laughs> As opposed to uh, someone else. As opposed to someone else or something else. So we're going to do another episode where we do <laughs> where we do nominees. I think the nominees will be revealed I on think, the on the show. Did we not? Did we not, on the show where we announce the winners? I think this should be a different. I think this should be a different. Okay, I guess there is going to be another episode, which is the nominees. That will be huge. It will be one of the biggest episodes of Lost Culch. We we'll have the next, next category. category: Victoria Beckham Award for Outstanding Achievements. <laughs> this is, of course. In reference to her Vogue 73 questions. Matt, you do you do it so well. The, I don't know. He asked, like, what do you think of your people who love your performance in Spice World? I thought it was amazing, and I'm still waiting for my Ascending Achievement Award. <laughs> this is, in that spirit, that award. And this is just an award for Outstanding Achievement. Yeah. Victoria Beckham Award for Outstanding Achievement. We don't say the medium. No. We didn't. We, we wouldn't. We didn't say it. Um, it's just it's for outstanding achievement. Anyone that's achieved an outstanding thing is eligible for this. We, we have, have a next category. category. Best Neighborhood, New York. Mama. Mama. There's many neighborhoods in New York that great make ones. up the great city of New York. Yes. Only one will win. Watch this space. We have a next category. Best neighborhood, Los Angeles. Oh my god. Sprawling metropolis. Different different vibes, different feelings, different activities. It's a conversation that we could have and we have had. Definitively though, we're sort of taking a very close look at the city of Los Angeles and asking the publicist, what's the best neighborhood? Is it Los Feliz? Is it Silver Lake? Is it downtown? Is it Glendale? Is it Glendale? Is it Koreatown? Does the Grove count as a neighborhood? I feel like I am in the most wonderful neighborhood when I'm at the Grove, so I would say yes. The Grove is in the Grove is competitive. Is it Larchmont? Is it Hancock Park? Is it Beverly Hills? Is it Universal Studios Hollywood? Watch this space. Watch this space. We have a next category. Best neighborhood, Dallas Fort Worth. You didn't see this one coming. 
there is gonna, there's going to be a winner. We don't know which one. We, we're not quite familiar with this. We we just um we just think that the Dallas and Fort the Dallas Fort Worth area should be acknowledged and. It's, it's so often it gets lost in the conversation between New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it really is the third city. It's the third girl. It's the third girl. It's like um, Bowen, Matt, Sudi. You know what I mean? I'm Los Angeles. You are New, New York, York. And, and Sudi is, is Dallas-Fort Worth. Worth. Right. She would agree. And Summer of Cunt 4? Four. 4. Coming soon. Coming very soon. We have a next category. We have a next category. Chris Award for most timeless name. The name Chris, Christopher Topher, has withstood the test of time. There have been Christophers, Chris's since, since the beginning. The beginning. Christ? Hmm. hmm. Think about it. Interesting. It includes Chris. I don't make the rules at all. And so this is an award that honors another name, maybe a name, maybe also Chris, we don't know, but a name that is just as timeless, if not more. And it should be more than Chris. If Chris Chris is the example, is the blueprint, you could say. But, oh, honey, you better believe that one of these names out there does it even better. Builds the building. The foundation. Yes. Period. Period. And that's on period. We have a next category. Best video game moment. Countless moments have made up video game history. Aerith Gainsborough are getting killed by Sephiroth. Spoiler alert, sorry. When Mario jumps. When Peach screams Mario. Donkey Kong. Out of a barrel. Out of a barrel. And into our hearts. Tetris. That moment when the pieces connect. When someone gets shot on Grand Theft Auto. When someone gets shot in Goldeneye. When someone gets shot in a playful way in any of the mini games in Mario Party. Oh my God, they're doing like a Mario Party release with like all the greatest games. We have to play. <gasps> we need to play soon with Pat. I was going to say, Pat is sort of iconically our third Mario Party, Mario girl. Party girl. We know you checked that video. I want you to, yes, you need to keep saying Mario because you're from Long Island. What, am I saying Mario now? You, you, Mario. You have to stick to Mario. Okay. Was I saying Mario? I think for a second there you said Mario Party, and I was like, "No, don't lose that. Don't lose that. Don't lose that part of you." Kid. No, I won't, kiddo. Don't lose that. Like, who who said that? Don't lose that part of you. Hold it tight. I don't know. It's probably a lot of people. Yeah. We have a next category. Dragon Award <laughs> for animal we're not sure is real. I'm still not sure about dragons. They might exist. They might be real. They might not be. I just don't. I can't say for sure. Sabretooth tigers are up in here. I don't know. Woolly mammoths. I haven't seen them. The dodo bird. Not sure these are real. Um, uh, Zapdos. Mm, Pokemon mm. are included in this. Yeah, Pokemon are included. If you if you have to feed it and care for it, it's included. And oh, if you if you've ever played Generation Two onward, you know you gotta feed and care for the Pokemon. Let's keep going. We have the next category. category. Vanilla Coke Award for... What happened to that? <laughs> this is for something... Explain, talk about this. This is for something that... We're not really sure what happened to that. Like, there was no reason for Vanilla Coke like, to go away. Actually, it was the best Coke. Like, people seem to like it. Um, I had a uh, many, many Vanilla Cokes in that time period of my life where it was readily available to us. And then suddenly one day, I have to find myself sort of asking the question, what happened to that? 
So this is the Vanilla Coke Award for what happened, what happened to, to that? that? I, I'm unsure of the answer, and we're not going to answer the question here, but we definitely have to honor the one thing that has is missing. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Let's say you're at an AMC theater. Okay, I'm there. And you're going up to that giant, you know, soda machine. Yeah. The big red one with the, with the touch screen. Yes. One of my favorite things to do. And one of my there, favorite machines to interact with. If you tap vanilla, if if you tap the vanilla syrup into your Coke, mm-hmm. is it, I to me, that's not quite the same as ordering just vanilla, b- bottled vanilla Coke. It's not. And I want to thank, thank you, you for, for bringing saying that, that up because I would never pretend. Because sort of what's happening in that machine, I believe they're called um, uh, magical Coke boxes. Magical Coke boxes. Um, Magical soda box. Magical soda box. Is you're sort of getting like the runoff of the other flavor. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can never purely get what you want. So if I'm to step to that magical soda box, as I call them, and I believe is the official name, I'm going to Dr. Pepper Vanilla, which I know is counterintuitive because there's already a vanilla moment in Dr. Pepper, but I want all the vanilla. I'm this kind of girl, vanilla girl. I just, I just don't like that they've, I, I just, I want someone, I want someone in a factory or a machine in a factory to, to put the exact right amount of vanilla flavor into this Coke. I, it's just, it wasn't as God. The, the magical Coke Mr. Box, Coke. Mr. Coke. Coke bear. I don't think the magical soda boxes are doing it right. They're not. They're not. If, if the Coke bear were to walk into the AMC and, and see this and taste it, he would say no. He'd roll over in his grave, and the Coke bear's been dead, dead. for years. <laughs> we have the next category. Best Taylor Swift. Pretty self-explanatory. Taylor Swift, singer, songwriter, icon, icon performer. Performer, poet. Poet, lyricist. Lyricist. Uh, pop star. Guitar player. Guitarist. Acoust- acoustic guitar player. Acoustic guitarist. Um, sometimes actress. A best, a best song, a best moment, a best music video. It could be anything. We have a next category. Best Taylor Swift. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, Taylor Swift. Disruptor. Pop, pop bitch. Siren. Siren. Um, iconic glancer. Iconic glancer. Iconic stomper. Supermodel. White girl stomp. Enthusiast. Electrical guitarist. Award show attendee. Fashion girl. Feuder. Feuder. Notes, notes app legend. Notes app icon. Twitterer. Instagram uh, Riddler. 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 She, t- is Riddler is Riddler Taylor or Taylor? I'm sorry. Riddler is. When she does like the liner notes and she like, you know, like makes the little puzzle when she's like. This is interesting. This is an interesting conversation. <laughs> is it Taylor or Taylor when she does Riddler the- shit? Riddler stuff. Is that, is she doing that barefoot in the park for art or is she disrupting lives? I don't think we can answer it today. I don't think we can answer it today. The publicists might want to chime in. We have a next category. Best time. (laughs) There are how many times during the day? Thousands. Thousands of times. And thousands of times when things happen. This is the best time when something happened. This is, one, so- this is one of the best categories. <laughs> do you think 
this is this, this is not limited to things that have time that's already happened. This could be time that that hasn't happened in the future. It could be, and I'm just throwing this out: 7:30 p.m. or it could be dusk. It could be best time, like the time we did something. Yes, best time. Best. This is one of the most. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm still talking about best time. This is one of the most exciting categories because now going forward, we have the opportunity to have our entire readership. Whenever it's a certain time, they celebrate because it's the they best know, time it's of the, the best day. Time. And that during that sixty second period, or that second period. Oh my god! You know what I mean? They will. They'll have to. They'll have to celebrate. We are creating a holiday. Oh my god! You're so right. We're now at the hundredth category. This is the final category. And that doesn't mean anything. No. But it's pretty mage. Very mage. Very we, have mage. A, we have a last category. Artist of the millennium. This the 21st. The, oh, the second millennium. Oh, Artist no, no, no. The, the we're, we're, we're in the third millennium. We are in one of the later millenniums. Yeah, we're, in the thir- we're in the third millennium. Because mm-hmm. there was zero to thousand, thousand to two thousand. 2000 to, to now. going forward. This is Artist of the Millennium. This is, I, I'm i reading this as a reference to when Britney Spears presented Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson with the Teen Choice Award or the People's Choice Award. I believe it was a VMA. It was, a v, it was the VMA. And yes, that's right. Artist of the Millennium. She, and, well, it was, the, the, it was for an award that was just like uh, career achievement or something. And then she said, I consider him to be the, the artist, artist of, of the, the millennium. millennium. And then he said... To be receiving the Artist of the Millennium, Millennium Award. Award. Wow, I never thought this would happen. And it didn't. And it didn't. But it did. It will now. It will now. We are righting the wrongs of that time for both Britney and Michael Jackson. So now the publicists know all the categories. And we need to find out from you what deserves to be nominated. So the next time we do an episode and it's the nominations, no one feels sad that they didn't work hard enough. And it'll be... Th- Will it be three nominees? <laughs> What'd you say? That sentence meant nothing. <laughs> no, I knew what you meant. Is it going to be three nominees for each category? Yes, it will. It will. I can confirm. This is, so this has now become an even more... The nominations will be announced. <laughs> and the nominations, I don't think we can contain to one episode. Because we'll, we'll have 300 things to name. I think it's amazing. I think we're going to do it. I think we just do... You know, we do about one... We literally do an episode which is just the nominations and we don't talk at all. That's not gonna be possible. Yes, it is. We we will have there will be shocking moments that we have to discuss no. and we have to predict it, the winner. Bowen, when they announce the Emmys, do they stop after every category when there's something shocking and they go, Oh my god, wait, let's talk about that? No, it's the nominations announcement. It's a part of award season. You know it's true. Then But it will we'll say Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang and officially announced no. to announce the nominations of the Las Culturistas Culture Awards. Do you think there will be any sp- space or another allotment of time for us to talk about the race? That will be another episode. Okay. This isn't happening. The oh, Culture no. Awards is not happening until December. Are we, are we prepared <laughs> to say that? Are we prepared to say that the awards will not, the ceremony will not be until December 2021? <laughs> That this is that this is a five month campaign <laughs> for a single award show. They're happening in October. I don't know when they're happening. We still don't know when we're ha- when they're happening. But suffice it to say, the next episode will be the nominees. 
the next ep. Oh, not 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 next week. No, we gotta no. have Jan on. We, we gotta, gotta do Summer of Cunt. We gotta do Summer of Cunt. We gotta bring on. Oh my god, Dave was, Holmes is coming on the show in September. We're very we're excited. We're having Natasha Rothwell on the show. We're very excited. A lot of fun guests coming up. So, um, well, thank you so much for being on this journey. I I do have to go, and so I think well, no, we might, will not be doing it. I don't think we so, won't honey. be doing it. I don't think so, honey. Um, but publicists now we I will be posting the full we will both be posting the full list of nominees this is so exciting I am really thrilled this these categories are so tough and they will be hard fought and, I don't disagree which um, we we now of course end every episode with an amazing song I was five and he, he was, was six. six we rode on the horses made of sticks he wore black, black and, and I wore white he would he always win the fight. Bang, bang! bang. He, he shot me down. Bang, bang! I hit the ground. Bang, bang! That awful sound. Bang, bang! He used to shoot me down. To hear more. Listen to the classic standards album Cheek to Cheek by Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Love you, Tony. Love you, Tony. Love your readers, publicists. Publicists. Okay. Okay. Bye. Uh, Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie-crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.